Hello and happy Monday, everybody. Hopefully you're having an amazing week, but just one second here. and I'm a holistic chiropractic physician practicing with integrated holistic health care in Wilmette, Illinois. I help people overcome their health conditions and achieve their health goals through natural healing holistic methods that are unique to each individual. Uh, I provide holistic care, which includes nutritional consultations, chiropractic care, and energetic healing modalities as well. I also wrote a book called Coordinating the Chaos, and that's targeted towards the newly postpartum mother who's trying to keep herself sane and her baby healthy holistically in that first year or so of life. That'll be available on Amazon shortly in the coming weeks, as well as on my website, uh, kristinmatusiakdc.com. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Okay, and <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, we're having some te technical difficulties with my guest. Um, just bear with us for a couple minutes here as we figure this out. Uh, like I was saying, hopefully you all had an amazing weekend. And thank you to Dr. Christie for being our uh, sponsor for tonight's show. Um, if you have not um, gone on her website to get her book, you definitely want to pre-order uh, I hear that it's apps going to be absolutely amazing. Um, I will be pre-ordering mine here by the end of the week. And um, yeah, all about parenthood and, and coordinating the chaos um, with our sponsor. So definitely make sure that you get your copy. This has never happened. So there's a first time for everything. <laughs> and I guess tonight is it. Um, so as we wait for our guest, uh, I just want to definitely hear from you. Uh, who do we have on the show tonight? And um, if there is anything that, um, any questions that you want to hear from our guest, sorry. I rearranged my office and I had to switch everything around. So I'm trying to get the lighting right. I'm trying to get, um, Everything's situated, <laughs> and it's just one of those days. <laughs> um, so with that, I'm just, again, I'll give our guests a couple minutes here. Um, sorry about that. I'm just messaging her as we try and figure this out. Um, So I know life's, I know silence is <laughs> deadly, <laughs> but uh, just wondering too, if you've heard the buzz, um, definitely um, for the, the last couple of weeks, I have done some heavy duty promoting for um, the new, uh, for the new uh, program. And so it's a 10 week course. Um, and what it is, it's taking your, um, it, it, sorry, it's taking where you're at in life, where you want to be and creating that roadmap to get there and all the well, um, just really, um, putting up healthy boundaries, putting a self-care program in place that works for you. And actually, uh, I've also teamed up with Jen's Happy Mail. And also, um, there will be a package delivered right to your door. So um, that's exciting. You know, who doesn't like a package delivered to their door? All A self-care package at that. So I just wanted to, um, you know, uh, if anybody's interested in that, Definitely let me know and I can get you the information for that. Um, <laughs> as we're waiting for our guest. 
I have a backup guest coming, but he'll be another 10, 15 minutes. Um, so with that, I just would, wasn't prepared for this, obviously. Um, we were going to be talking uh, to Ruth Kreiner, who is actually another published author as well. Um, about how God has definitely worked in her life. And I don't know about you, but I know God has definitely been working in mine. And it's been amazing to watch him uh, definitely do his work in me. So if you have ever had uh, a miracle story with God, please let us know. I would love to hear you in the comments. Um, Love to hear your God story and sorry guys, might have to postpone tonight. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sure this happens and this is what we do. This is a live show, so things do happen and uh, that's okay. Um, so while I have your undivided attention, um, what is some, some of the guests that you would like to see on the show? And I have, I have a couple, um, amazing guests lined up already. Actually I've had, uh, Ever since I started this, I've been blessed to have a lot of different amazing guests on. And um, it's been uh, amazing, actually, the amount of support and the amount of people uh, that have been on. And I just really am blessed that, you know, all these people have said yes. And um I have some more amazing shows lined up for August. I will be taking a break the last week of August. And um, because I, my family and I will be taking a vacation. So if uh, the last Monday in August, we will not, we will not be streaming. And uh, I might do it at maybe a, a different day, but anyways, we're, we'll be on vacation. So not sure what we'll be doing. We don't have anything planned, but we're having one of those vacations where, um, you know, you're just sitting there and relaxing and not having anything so that maybe we could plan something different. And, um, so yeah, that, uh, what are you doing for your vacation? I would really love to know. Um, and Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, so I would like to know if there's any special guests that you would like to have on the show, any kind of... Um, any any kind of overcoming situation that you would like to know about and um we can definitely get those people on i would love to hear from you what it is that you're really wanting what you're looking for um things like that and it's just really um it's important that my that my guests know um definitely get to you have the the guests and the, uh, the guests that they want to hear from. So I would love to hear more from you and I'll give our guests just a couple more minutes here. Um, <laughs> I do apologize for this evening. I was not expecting this at all. Uh, so I'm trying to get a substitute guest on. Um, but so far, one of my guys has to get dressed. <laughs> it's a sweltering heat in the UK. And um, 
it's really, uh, I guess it's even hotter in the UK right now than it is here in Canada. So, um, there is that. <laughs> There is that. Um, so, um, like I said, I would really, really, really love to hear um, about any anybody that you would love to have onto the show, or any kind of subject matter that you would love to have on the show. As you know, I am also a huge advocate for. Uh, or have a heart for uh, cancer survivors. So if you are a cancer survivor and you would love to share your story, I am opening up my platform. It doesn't have to be Monday nights for that kind of story, but I am opening up my platform um, to help others that want to share their story uh, because I do believe that when you have a life-threatening illness, it does something to you, it does something to your family. And I really um, have a heart for uh, people that um, are going through that right now. So I just really, if, and if there's any other, um, I've, I've had actually a couple cancer survivors on and I have an amazing show lined up for Thursday night with, um, her name is Patty and she is a cancer survivor. She has her own blog. She has uh, an amazing amount of support. And when I talked to her on the phone last week, it was just truly, uh, she's such an amazing person and she just blessed me in so many ways. Um, so I just uh, encourage you to definitely look out for that. Um, for that and um, it will be Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So it, it promises to be an amazing show. Um, an amazing show. So again, guys, I'm sorry tonight. <laughs> My guest um, is having technical difficulties and I'm not sure what to say here. Um, and I'll give my, I'll give Carl one more minute. Uh, um, sorry guys, I, our, my guest, My, my guest is having technical difficulties and that's okay. This is what having a live show is all about. And, um, it was, maybe we can have her on some other time. Um, but I don't want to keep on dragging this on. So I do apologize. I don't ever really want to cancel a show. But um, if you can think of any topic that you want to hear about, maybe we can um, do that. Um, oh, hold on. I think we may have Ruth. <laughs> oh my gosh, it works. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's okay oh my gosh i'm so glad you actually were able to figure it out that's <laughs> run my fault not your fault not your fault it's sorry guys uh... i've been rambling for 14 minutes and i truly <laughs> apologize but we do have our amazing guest ruth kringer on uh this evening with her with us and ruth is going to share her story about god's mighty power to overcome her sexual addiction so with that ruth I'd like to take it away and you share your story. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's not one of those yippee skippies. I need to, uh, I get to share my problems, uh, especially about sexual ad addiction. But you know what? There's an awful lot of people who suffer with that. And um, I was the kind of person that you might know <laughs> because 
I was very active in the church. I was looked up to, respected. But in inside, I had a secret. And I didn't want that secret. I did my best to get rid of that secret. I prayed and prayed. I begged God to remove it from me. I would go in tears. I would go to uh, where I could be by myself in a cemetery. That was where I would go and just, you know, plead with God to remove this from me. And I had a thing that I thought this is uh, this is something that's going to work. I said to him, you know, you can't give up on me if I don't give up on you. Mm -hmm. And I've told people that before and they think, oh, that's good. That's good. It was all wrong. It was so terribly wrong. It, the, I realized that now that I didn't know before what it means to surrender. Mm -hmm. Because... Um, in my process of working at being the kind of person I wanted to be, um, I was exhausting myself, totally exhausting myself. I was working myself to death over something that I couldn't overcome. Now, you write about in your blog or your a podcast is all about the overcomer. Mm -hmm. Well, I am the overcomer, but I didn't do the overcoming. And that's, um, I do have a book coming out that kind of explains it all because it was only when one day I was standing in the shower and I, believe me, I was working on this for years. I was standing in the shower and I was angry. I was angry at God. And I said, okay, I quit. I don't, I'm not even going to try to stop anymore. I'm not going to try to control it. And I don't care what happens. If you want this out of my life, you're going to have to take it out. And you're going to have to take the responsibility because I can't. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you right now, Dorothy, at that very moment, <laughs> I'm sure God was saying, hallelujah, it's about time. <laughs> I'm getting goosebumps up the back of my neck right now. Like, you have no idea. <laughs> because I finally gave up fighting the devil. I'll tell you, you can't win when you're fighting the devil. Only God can win over the devil. Exactly. And, and what he does is uh, the enemy comes in and he tells you all kinds of lies that unless you're aware of those lies, you believe them. Mm -hmm. You believe them. You believe them about yourself. You're no good. You're never going to make it. Why don't you just give up? Well, I did, but you know, it was it was the right thing at the right time. <laughs> so, never ever since then, I don't like to go back and and revisit it because it's it's not who I am anymore. Right. And I think had the people around me, all the church members and <laughs> everything. I mean, I taught classes, I, you know, but I think that I relate to a lot of people who might be listening to your podcast tonight. Right. Because addictions come in all kinds of forms. Yes. I mean, you can be addicted to shopping. You can be addicted to, to uh, gossiping. You can be addicted to gambling. A lot of people think addictions involve alcohol, drugs, sex and uh, you know it doesn't involve very many very long lists because most people would like to either deny they have an addiction 
or they don't realize that they do have an addiction. Right. A self-image, poor self-image. You can, you know, you can wallow in your own self-misery because you don't know a way out. Well, I first, I think the first part is admitting that you have the problem. Number Absolutely. one, because a lot of people are in denial. As somebody who has had family members that were alcoholics and drug addicts, I understand uh, myself. I had an addiction with food, uh, or and an addiction to people pleasing because I yes, yes. You know, I used to be the world's worst. Well, world's best people pleaser because I would do whatever anybody wanted just so I wouldn't cause an argument. Yeah. So I totally understand that. Yeah. And so there's such a stronghold on that because you know you want to you don't want to hurt anybody, but you don't realize how much you're actually hurting yourself. Yes. You know? And them too. And yeah. in the long run, yes. Because you're enabling them. The very <laughs> uh, the book is called uh, uh, Freedom from Bondage. There you have it. Freedom from bondage. But uh, it goes through every step that the Lord brought me through in order for me to realize the condition I was truly in and to absolutely um, give it all up. Just stop fighting. Stop trying to overcome the devil. Because it's like getting in the boxing ring with a... a of a way back Muhammad Ali, which, you know, if you got into the ring with him, you might be able to land a punch or two until everything goes black. And, you know, you're fat, fat, flat on your face on the floor. Yeah. Because just, he's, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to say hi to our friends, Carl. Carl, I owe you, buddy. <laughs> when I was having a conversation with Carl when you could come on, like who can come on? <laughs> uh, and our friends uh, Tim, Sean, and our friends uh, Robert Murray, guys, I appreciate you being here. And you're so right. You know, when you dance with the devil, you have no idea um, no. what what is the outcome going to be, right? Right. So you never do. And you, it's it's like standing in front of the wave of the ocean. And putting your hands up and expecting to stop it. When you have an addiction, you have an addiction. It's an addiction because you can't get out of it. You're in a pit. You're down in a pit and you don't see a way out. But the Lord, you said the first thing you have to do is admit you have the problem. Well, in my book, it's not by chapters. Mm-hmm. It's it's by steps. There are seven steps. The first step is admitting you have the problem. Right. And then the second is to identify the problem. And then you have to realize your helplessness because it just, your own steam, your own willpower, your own courage, your own whatever you think that it takes to overcome something, it's not enough. Jesus, Jesus overcomes, and he's the only one that can overcome. There's a lot of people who take what is nagging at them and where they are powerless, and, and they think that after time, if you can conquer that, that it's going to go away and stay away. Well, I've learned uh, that most of the time, at least, that a person who overcomes something and said that they pulled up themselves by their own bootstraps, they might have gotten that under control, but something else starts to creep in because you have an addictive personality then, you know, and you can't just stop a tidal wave. You can't do it. And so in the book, I, what I do is I bring out the steps that it takes. There's seven steps and then there's, um, there's things in between. There are sections in between that, that build on that step. 
And um, so it gives you what the devil, the lies that the devil tells you. It goes through many of the lies that the devil tells you. But there are three things that I address um, in the book, and that is one that um, is the opposite of God that helps those who help themselves. God actually helps those who give up on helping themselves. But what is the truth? The truth will set you free. First of all, what is the lie? We need to identify the lie that you're believing. And people believe lies about themselves and about what they're doing all the time. So you identify the lie and and um, the truth will set you free and then to know the truth. So it, it goes through those three things at every step so that you have a very good idea of what's happening with your feelings. You have a very good idea of what is happening as far as the devil telling you uh, an untruth and you're believing it. Mm -hmm. And most of those things comes through feelings. If you ever notice that, that most people live by their feelings. Yeah. <laughs> it's however they feel at the moment. Yeah. That's how what they're responding to. Instead yeah. of acting, they react because they have a circumstance that overcomes them. They're depressed. Everything closes down on you because you haven't learned to recognize the lies. Yeah. And it's very important to recognize the lies. I will be... Um, in the evening, all of a sudden, I will have this heavy, dark feeling come over me. I'm sure you've had it. Everybody does. Depressive feelings. And it just feels bad. Now that I have learned through the steps that God has brought me through, I have learned to stop when I'm feeling that way. And to identify it and to say, okay, I know that I'm feeling bad. That's not from God. Right. So what is the enemy trying to tell me that's not the truth? And it's amazing, Dorothy, because now you have tools. You have tools that you can use. Yeah. And you can identify who's speaking and that's so very important is to identify who's speaking. Yeah. And then you can identify what they're what the devil is telling you that's not the truth. Because I am not a nobody. There's a song out right now that I so it's so cool. Uh, I'm I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. <laughs> very good lyrics because that the whole pur whole purpose of your life you have a plan God has a plan in mind your whole purpose you can find your whole purpose and that's in joining your abilities that God can use to bring others to him so that they can get out of their pit you know, um, Jesus wants wave walkers. <laughs> when Peter saw <laughs> Jesus out in the, out, there was a storm going on, and he's walking on the waves. And, you know, and he has the guts enough to say, okay, that's you, Lord, you know, ask me to walk on the waves. Well, hello, come on. And sure enough, he walks on the waves until he his focus is redirected to the waves right. rather than looking at Jesus. Okay, we have a couple comments here from Robert. And I, Robert, oh my gosh, buddy. Okay, so Robert has said, um, he, I have seen it as not as addiction problem, but a sin problem. And then his next comment with, have you ever heard of 
uh, Reformers Unanimous. And the first book is called The Overcomer. And Robert, I'm in shock here because back when I first started, uh, the church I was going to broke off and we started an overcomer group. And it was Reform, uh, Reformers Unanimous with, I think his name was Steve something. Uh, Steve some, oh, I forget his name. But anyways, <laughs> so I was in that group. It was, it was supposed to be for drug and alcohol addiction. But yeah. you can use it for anything. Yeah. So yeah. it truly is. Uh, yeah. So have you heard of that group before? I have not. I have no. not. That is funny because I have the workbook here somewhere. <laughs> probably from my attic. Um, but that is so funny. Yes, Currington. Thank you. Steve Currington. And we used to, every Friday night we would have a meeting. And because I was single. I would show up um, because there, there's just been so much in my life and I just wanted the support of people around me and sure. to be a support too. There, we, we did have people in the group that had strongholds and addictions and things like that. But um, that is so funny that that just came up. Robert, that is amazing. Do you guys have one of those groups in, in Alaska? Because Robert's from Alaska out in the bush. Okay. <laughs> in Rockford, Illinois. Back in 2013. That okay. is awesome. <laughs> this is a small world. I swear to God, this is a small world. <laughs> yes, it is. And, and, but we all have these same problems mm -hmm. wherever you are in the world. We have addiction problems. Sin uh, and addiction, yes. Uh, anything that is controlling you instead of God is a sin because all of your focus is on that thing. My daughter runs as a director of the Salvation Army here in Marysville, Washington, USA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, my the stories that come through those doors about addictions and and the saddest part is that so many people give up. I say yes, give up in the right way, but um, that they don't think that they have any purpose in life. When in reality, we all do. We all have a purpose. And uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think we all lose sight of the, our purpose. You know, yeah. when, especially if we're in sin, if we're, um, you know, if, not thinking properly, um, you know, it's just, that's how, how it all comes out. I, I truly believe. Sorry, I was gonna go down a rabbit hole, but I'll stop. <laughs> okay. The rabbit went, the squirrel went by and it's gone. So, <laughs> but Robert loves this. So I'm so happy because Robert, uh, Robert's truly an amazing guy. So, um, yeah. So sorry, continue what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, there is a misnomer out there and so many people believe it. Um, there was a fellow who was struggling in his Christian life and he had a dream one night and this is in the book also, but he had a dream one night and he was, um, in a large field and it was divided by a fence on the right side, of course, were the Christians and on the left side were the people who decided God was not for them. And so it came to the point where everybody had to make their final decision and he couldn't make up his mind. And so he thought he had the answers, so he jumped on the fence. He straddled the fence while all the rest of the people on both sides were disappearing. And he was sitting there by himself and the devil started approached him and said, oh, there, there you are. I've been looking for you. And he said, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence. I did not choose you. And the devil said, uh, yes, you did. I own the fence. 
there is no such thing as a third option in life. There is just God or not God. And if you think that you're in control of your life and, and don't want God to have control of your life, then you're in chaos because you have lost your purpose. And if it's to make money, it's never satisfying. You know that uh, a rich man's pockets are never full. The only fullness comes from the joy of knowing the Lord. And that joy uh, cannot be taken away. I've learned. How would you how would you attract uh, somebody who is not a believer of Jesus Christ? How would I attract them? Well, I would hope to have enough time that they could see in me <laughs> that uh, that there is uh, somebody here, <laughs> that there is a glow, that there is uh, a sense of stability, that there is something that they are lacking that they want. Everybody searches for things to fill their empty void. Everybody does. Yeah. And most people look for those things in the wrong places. And then, because money never satisfies completely, never. It might for a while. Yeah, but then it grows old and they have to have more, a little more excitement, a little more of this, a little more of that. But um, God is looking for people that are willing to abandon themselves for him. To approach somebody, um, I, would, I would probably just talk to them about their worth, their value. Because most people who are caught in sin, they don't like themselves. If the truth were known, they try to keep you from getting to know them, too, getting too close. They keep you at arm's length. And, uh, and just reiterating what God has done for me on this occasion or that occasion. I would not, I would not come to somebody. Uh, it, it, usually, this doesn't work very well. Some cases, it does. Is is <laughs> to walk up to somebody that you don't know and say, "Do you know the Lord?" And uh, usually, you get a negative response. Or that nice um, look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. But if you have a opportunity for them to get to know you. Some years back, I had a, an experience. I was on the elevator, got on the elevator with this lady, and we were going up, and um, it was quiet. And then she said, are you a Christian? And I said, yes, I am. And see, then, that was even when uh, all the... Mm, Anyway, but God even used me then because I think he knew I didn't want to be there and eventually I'd get it figured out. But um, she said, I can tell. That's, that's what I want. Right. That's what I want. Right. There's another thing that's in the book that I think is very important because it's toward the end of the book. It's about living above the line. There are two two books and I'm reading a third one that's really uh, influencing my my relationship with God. One is from, uh, the first one was Frank Viola and uh, Insurgents. If, I don't know if you've ever heard of that book. And the second one was by Dan Stone. It's called The Rest of the Gospel. And in that book, if you want to close your eyes or whatever, but imaginary, imaginative, horizontal line and God calls us to live above the line where eternal things are 
and it calls us away from living below the line where temporal or temporary things are. And when I started looking at that and thinking about that, it really struck me that I divide it. I look some ways, I'm below the line and I live down here and well, what, well, you know, um, what's wrong with that and all of this. But when you're living above the line, your focus and your primary goal is to live for eternity with eternal values. Love is an eternal value. Being a peacemaker is a ter an eternal value. Uh, all of these things that we want to have in our lives, if we focus on Jesus, eventually those things start to become second nature to you. So if you look at the law and uh, stealing, lying, committing adultery, you know, all of these killing, all of these things in the Ten Commandments, they're not a problem. If our focus is on Jesus, then I don't want to do those things. So it doesn't have to be a command for me because it's not something that I want in my life. And the closer I get to Jesus, the more I realize that I want to be more like him. I don't want to be like the world. And the world becomes a foreign place to me in my heart and in my mind the closer I get to Jesus. So living above the line is an easy way to uh, have some self-evaluation um, of where you are spiritually. Right. Because money is temporal. It's only temporary. Mm -hmm. Nice homes, nice cars, clothes, uh, you know, um, all the things that we think are important here don't last. So don't keep your focus on the things that are going to go away. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Our friend Robert here says they will know us by the love we show each other. There you go. And uh, that's right, Ruth. As you grow and learn to really love Jesus, you absolutely uh, despise those things that are not internal. And it becomes second nature yes. to your intuition as your Holy Spirit yes. guiding you. Yes. 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 And, you know, and I'm, well, I'm, you, I'm. Thank you for your input. Um, I'm learning that the more I give up my will to allow the Holy Spirit to use his will in the place of my will, he becomes my intercessor. He becomes the one who will um, make things come about in God's will, if I give up my will, you know, that thought makes a lot of people angry. I'm not giving up my will because I want to be in control. Mm -hmm. And that's where the problems start. And it's one of the hardest things to do yeah. is, is to be willing to give up the control. Oh, <laughs> As a control freak, yes, I can identify. <laughs> but each time, it's, it's funny because each time God's like, oh, there's another layer of it. Identifying yeah. where I was a control freak. You know, uh, even this weekend. So it's just some, a couple different things that had happened. And I'm like, I didn't think that was controlling. I just thought that whatever. And then afterwards, God's like, oh, no, that is controlling. And I'm like, oh, so I had to repent from that. And yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because it shows up in everything we do and it's, it's there, but I mean, we're human. We all fall short of the glory of God. 
at some point or another, but it's choosing to get back onto that right path and choosing to follow him. Yes. The paradox is that um, the more I give up the control, the stronger I am. Yeah. The more power because it's the Holy Spirit's power that's now at work in me and not mine. And what a relief it is. What an absolute relief it is. I am free, full of joy because I have given up the fight. Yes. And it's God. Focus on God. Okay. And the Holy Spirit takes, um, makes our desires his desires. He makes our desires so that it becomes something that happens like Robert said, naturally. Our human nature is to take, not give. Our human nature is to get more, not get less. But the, the more that I give up myself, the more power is available for me because the Holy Spirit's in control instead of me. Right. And here's another thing, because if, if I would have just gave up because I was close to just saying, okay, well, we'll have to postpone. And I kept trying to get somebody else to come on. But if I would not, if I would have just, if I would have gave up, we would have never been able to testify to Robert. And Robert says that, you know, he really needed to hear this today because he's surrounded by non-believers. So uh, I'm really glad, Robert, that we didn't give up. <laughs> I'm really yeah. glad that the first 12 minutes was kind of like airtime. And I apologize again for that. That's, Yes, I apologize for that. I was I was praying. I said, Lord, is this what you want? <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm not supposed to be on this today. So finally he made me scroll down. I thought, uh oh. And there you are. So, uh, yeah, my apologies. No, but hey, and there, everything happens for a reason. And honestly, I, I would have never have known that Robert knew Steve Carrington either. So that's just a con another connection on how this Absolutely. all works because I've never actually shared with anybody uh, about the overcomer group that I was in um, that, and actually I didn't even think about it really. Yeah. <laughs> I just, my book was called the overcomer facing challenges with faith and courage. So that's why I just, I, I went with everything with the overcomer. So I have to ask you, Ruth, though. So when when does your book come out? It comes out this fall. I can't give you a specific date, but I, okay. I know it will be September or October, first part, um, somewhere in there. And it's, uh, you know, uh, freedom from, from bondage. And so um, when it's out, I will let you know so that anybody on your podcast that would like uh, a copy of that, because no matter what is going on in your life, it will be an encouragement. One of my friends who struggles a lot, I send her at step by step. There are seven steps. So I sent the first step, second, and then she started asking, I'm ready. I'm ready for the third step. I'm ready for the fourth step. And it was, you know, like a day after. So she was reading, and when she was done, she said, I loved every word of it. It absolutely changed how I think about God. So I know that it's helpful because it helped me. I'm just writing down the things that I learned. And, and I came out on the side of freedom. I want everybody to have victory over what it is that keeps them from having a full and complete relationship with Jesus Christ because that is the most powerful and the most satisfying um, thing I've ever experienced. So, and I don't want anything else and I don't want anybody else 
It's God and God alone, and I want him there in absolutely everything of my life. Right. So, and, that, um, and that's basically the only way to live. Um, I mean, and to be a testimony, because I believe our tests are our are our testimonies, and yes. that's how that's to me that's how I get through to other people, like people. I will love you where you're at. If you love Jesus, that's great. If you don't love Jesus, that's great. But in the end, I will show you the love of Christ so that you know what you're missing. And yeah. it's still up to you. It's still up to you if you don't want it. But just know yeah. that, that hey. you know, that it's there for you. Yeah. yeah. And this is what it's, uh, what he's done for me. I have a friend that just got out of prison. And um, he met God fully in prison. And he wound up being um, an assistant to the chaplain, uh, teaching and preaching in the chaplain's place or if he was present, uh, teaching uh, Bible studies, all that stuff he was doing in prison. He has a wonderful testimony. If you uh, later, I could give you his name if you would like him to come on your podcast. I think sure. it would be worthwhile because sure. God often finds people in prison. He has a he has a captive audience. <laughs> That's and why there's so many prison ministries. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I uh, and one of my friends uh, who also she uh, was in jail or prison. I can't remember which one at the time. And God came to her with an audible voice, and he and he asked her, "Are you done yet?" Wow, that must have been freaky. I get visions. Yeah. I don't get the voice. I get visions. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometime I'll have to tell you about the messages that about six years ago, I asked God one night, I said, now I was looking out the window at the clouds and they were stormy and stuff. And I said, would you be willing to speak with me through the clouds, speak to me through the clouds? And I'm telling you immediately, immediately he started. And there were five things, well, actually maybe six, but, um, that he showed me about not about what was going to be taking place. Not anything new, not a prophet, uh, but it was something that he wanted people to know when at least the people that I was in contact with. And um, so how long do we go here? Well, Technically, we go for the hour, but if you, if you we go a little bit past, that's fine. If we usually go to 8 Eastern Standard Time, 5 o'clock your time. Uh, but oh, keep going. Oh, boy, I have five minutes. Do you want me to tell you about yes, the class? Yes, keep on going. Uh, yes, keep going. Okay. All right. So the first time I try, I'll try not to make it real long, okay? <laughs> so the first time when I said that, immediately he said uh, to me, well, you know, he didn't speak to me audibly, but I'll tell you when the Lord speaks to you, you know it. It was it was as if he had spoken to me right out loud. He said, do you see that black cloud going across the sky? So it was windy and there was a just a black cloud and it was moving quickly across the sky. And there was another cloud behind it that was a brilliant white. And so uh, he said, you see that black cloud? He said, darkness is swiftly covering the earth. And I was so happy for the white cloud because even though that dark cloud was trying to overtake the white cloud, whose beams you could see, it wasn't able to do so. So the white cloud represented to me Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, because that cloud was not moving anywhere. It was stationary. And the other cloud was moving swiftly across the sky. And so I thought, wow, that's incredible. 
So I won't go into a whole lot of detail here because of the time and I was late. <laughs> That's okay. So uh, the next time I went out uh, early in the morning and I saw some cloud columns and they were in the shape of tornadoes. And I thought to myself, wow, I'm glad we're not in tornado country because these would pretty much scare me, I think. And so I went back in the house and it was fall. And um, I was standing by the fireplace and God said to me, <laughs> you didn't count them. And I actually said, what? <laughs> he said, you didn't count them. I didn't count them. Okay. So the wind was blowing and I thought, well, they aren't going to be there anymore. So I grabbed the garbage that was by the door, went out the door and looked up in the sky. And yes, there were four columns. Wow. So I said, okay, so what does that mean? Silence. I went back in the house and I had to run down to town on an errand and on the way down there. He said, the four winds of strife. I said, well, of course. I never would have thought of that. I, uh, each time that he gave me something in the clouds, I would go out and look at the clouds at other times and then try to make a story about that. No, I couldn't do it. But <laughs> what he told me, it all made sense, you know. So the four winds of strife. Mm -hmm. So I'll say when I went out and I looked at the sky and it was full of polka dots. Now they weren't all round, but it would look when you looked at the sky, it was just polka dots everywhere. And I thought, well, then I looked again. I said, well, the unusual thing about this is that none of the polka dots were joined together. They were all separate. Wow. And, and he said, you cannot go by denomination. You can't go by what somebody tells you or, the, or, or what uh, a code or a creed or anything like that. It's you'll not be able to rely upon anyone or an organization. Just me. It's between you and me. And so what happens? The pandemic hit. And I thought, hello. I knew about the darkness going, you know. Actually, I got them out of the, the cloud thing with the polka dots came the second. And the, the, the four winds of strife came later. But I'll also, um, and then in the summertime, and they didn't come, you know, like they were about a year in the making. Every once in a while, he would say something, you know, to me. And it was a summertime, and I was looking out at the sky, and it was all clear blue. And I said to him, I said, it's pretty hard for you to talk to me with, <laughs> with a blue sky, no clouds. <laughs> And so I went about my business, and a little while later, I looked out in the sky. And there was a cloud formation in the entirely blue sky, one cloud formation in the form of an S. And I swear it was like I could feel him breathing over my right side in my ear soon. Wow. Yeah, soon. So then uh, later on, I was out and I was on at the deck and I was looking at the sky and there was a round portal in the sky. And I said, he said, um, I said, well, this is ordinary, you know. When he said, well, the window of opportunity is quickly closing. And um, I said, so he took issue with me. I said, well, there's not very many round windows. <laughs> I love God. He had such a sense of humor. Um, because that portal, round portal, 
went into a perfect square. And I'm in with sharp corners, try to do that in the cloud. And then it morphed into a rectangle. Oh my gosh. And then it morphed into a shape of a bell. Wow. And this is what he said. Sound the alarm. Wow. So that was the first time that he had given me a command. The other times was just referring to the condition of the world and how it was going to get worse. But this time he said, sound the alarm. It's getting better soon. <laughs> you know, I've talked to some friends of mine. I have a Bible study too. And they, we were talking about how everybody wants things to get back to normal. I don't we want don't. the old normal. I want the new normal where, yeah. where, uh, well, I could go another hour about that, but <laughs> yeah, I don't want normal, not the way that people think normal is. I don't want that, but I don't want what we're living in now with the dictatorship of our, of our government. Just yeah. saying. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. I hear the, I hear I the message it, and I agree with the message. Yes. <laughs> I just want to go up here. There's a couple of things Robert had said here that I, um, he was getting weak at the knees as, uh, as what's happening to him. He said, God bless you. Oh, thank you. God bless you too, Robert. Count your blessings, name them one by one is what he was getting at when you were telling your story. He wanted, he had a question though. How do you tithe when you don't attend a church? Okay. So it doesn't say, to bring the tithe into the church building and pay the pastor's salary and the denominational hierarchy's salary. It doesn't say that. It says so that the people who don't have food enough, the orphans, those kinds of things. So I leave it up to God to impress me where to give the money that's needed instead of giving it to an organization i give it to people so and and he will tell you and show you if you ask him he will mm -hmm. and then you can give it there <laughs> that's that's my answer i said that's why i sent money to jamba Jarhu, I don't know. Yes. Bless your heart. That's that's God when God impresses you to send it someplace or here at home with people who don't have shelter, you know, be able to give them at least a night in a motel, uh, don't have enough food, all of that kind of stuff. If you're willing to do that, you know. The whole thing is that there, you can't outgive the Lord. No. You can't outgive Him. You just no. can't. And and that is so true because, I mean, my husband and I give in, in a couple of different ways, and some of what we do, we don't even get a receipt for. So to me, tithing is a personal choice, like you said. That's between what you and God have been speaking about. Yeah, there are pastors that may tell you differently. And I'm not going to argue with a pastor, but I, I'm here to tell you that if God speaks to you and tells you to put it somewhere, that's where you should put it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you're right. Helping the or the orphan, the widow, the needy are, is what is biblical. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I just believe whatever, uh, I, I just believe in what is, um, what God puts on your heart and you know, sometimes you, you get a receipt for it and sometimes you don't, but to me, that's not what matters. What matters is no. you being no. obedient to what God tells you to do. It's the, it's the things that you do that you don't get a recompense or a reward for that. He says those things he values yeah. that we do. So I don't want to keep you over uh, anymore, Dorothy, but it has been a pleasure. And uh, thank you for asking or allowing me to come on your show. And uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. 
Yes, I appreciate you so much, Ruth, for coming on. I'm glad that we were able to have this conversation. I appreciate our guests being on the show too. Thank you so much, Robert. Um, you know, and if you wanted to talk offline, Robert, about the uh, uniform uh, reform is unanimous, let me know. I'd be happy to, you know, okay. go through any of that with him. And Ruth, it was a pleasure. I'll just Sorry? have him go to Facebook, and um, I'm I'm there, and he can send a friend request or whatever, and then I can give you my him my email address and whatever. We can get connected that way. Sure, that that would be awesome. And Ruth, thanks again so much for thank you for being on. But I'm gonna uh, just say one more thing to our guests. I'll talk to you in a minute. I'm just gonna take you off here into the, the green room, and I'll be right back with you. So, guys, thank you for joining us for another night of uh, Unstoppable Overcomers. Sorry, we had a little bit of technical difficulties at the beginning, but that's okay. There was an amazing story uh, that was shared tonight. So please feel free to. Uh, advance that about for 12 minutes and get into the good stuff. And uh, next week, we're, we're changing the time a little bit. We're going to go to 1130 Eastern Standard Time next Monday. Uh, there was some scheduled timing with our guest. Uh, his name is Robert. And uh, he is a pastor, actually. And it's funny because he lives in the United States and he is originally from Canada. So <laughs> an amazing story there. So with that, guys, have an amazing night. And uh, God bless you all.